Hey guys, how are you doing today? It's another beautiful edition of Tim Godfrey World Show, and I'm super excited because I am the one that will interview the person that normally interviews other people. <laughs> so I am interviewing the interviewee, <laughs> whatever you call it. I have an amazing person. They said he was, he used to be, or the first ever black sheep of his family. <laughs> oh, from Odigo. All right, in those states. Yeah. Um, he's a hype man, TV host, OAP, um, who interests always receive transistor. Oh, but this thing is right for your place. <laughs> Anyways, I love my guy from the D to the O to the T, U, N, dot, to Hey, hey. Oh, my how are you? Is, my how, are you? <laughs> how are you doing, man? I'm great. How are you doing? I'm very good. So, um, I would always repeat this question again. How are you? Yeah, I'm very fine. I mean, I can say that. I, I can't say that for everybody else, but I know I'm, I am very fine, even with the, the whole Corona, COVID-19 going on. I mean, the fact is we all, all have to say we're fine enough for everybody to feel they're fine. But the yeah. truth is, I, I mean, I can say... We can't say more than the fact that, uh, I mean, God is good. We have to keep working hard, focusing on our journey and pushing. I mean, for me, I will say I'm good. For you personally, did the pandemic, did it affect you? Or what ways did it affect you personally? You know, to be honest, to, if I want to be very honest with you, I, I, I think you just made, it was a good time for, not a great time for everybody and not for me too, but I think for the first time, if you work and your, your job is high energy, it was nice for you to pause at some point. Oh, yeah. And also, it also made me discover other things about myself. I mean, right now I'm thinking of um, having my own distribution company, a distro company of my own. Because the, the truth is, the two questions you need to ask yourself, you have essential services, you have non-essential services. What the COVID taught you and I, everybody else is, you know, you also need to start thinking you cannot even stick to just one job. And what that means is, as much as you're doing non-essential services, you need to do certain things that, you know, at the end of the day, if there's a war, if there's hunger, if there's anything in the world, you will still make money. And that's the thing I figured that, you know, at some point, music is good. It, you know, even during the war, somebody like Marilyn Monroe, she shut down. They said, okay, you know what, we're shooting ourselves, but she's coming to do a show here, so let everybody pause. So music was really good at that time. So, anyway, I mean, virtually, people... Like I, I, a lot of musicians blew during that time, whether you like it or not. Likes of um, on my leg blew up. Uh, I just bought hustlers; they blew up. Um, uh, I can call tons of names of guys that you know put out music at that time and they blew up. So, for me, it just made me start to think that you know there are other things I could do aside just even being there and being out there. Now let's let's dig into you. Okay. I'm really fascinated at your. I mean, people say I have a lot of energy, but. <laughs> I mean, this is the energy God. <laughs> how are you able to blend? I know you started some else now, but how are you able to blend what I've been an OAP? Yeah. Amazing dance. I don't even know what I question. <laughs> okay. And then you are also a hype man. You so how how are you able what happens to your head when you wake up in the morning? Now, the truth about me is people keep asking me my very first question is why. What's the motivation in what you're doing? First of all, I don't want to go back to where I started from because, I mean, let's be honest. Um, if you lived in, in I, I lived in a one room as a kid in, in Surulere, that's in Aguda. Shout out to all my people in Yariri for many years, you know. Um, 
and I saw what he was, what, what he felt like when, you know, when you come back and things are really tough. You know, shout out to my dad and my mom, they did a good job. My dad is a, a very liberal person. He loves God, but doesn't go to church. My mom is over 30 something years, deeper life. You know, she's been there. And they were cool together. They're very cool. Because wow. the thing is, they have a different understanding of how she should. And that's why I, I, I grew up from a diverse in religion. And that's why sometimes I'm, I'm open-minded. I'm, I'm, I'm sometimes free-spirited. But I also love the gathering of, of, yeah, very of saints. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Performing yeah. <laughs> I believe you have to go. You have, there's, there's an energy when you have to sit in a congregation and you guys share, you know, the word of God. It's, it's a big deal for me. So for me, I, I understand the God that I serve and I love him unconditionally, you know. So, but for me, I just didn't want to go back to where I started from. Because, you know, I just felt like I could be that kid who could just step out and be the biggest thing in, in the world. I mean, I, I'll be honest, I never really thought I would be a superstar. But I know I had imaginations in my head on the kind of things that I do. So for me, getting up in the morning every time is the first thing is I'm not going back to where I started from. Mm. You know, I've stepped away from that life. I want to be able to teach a lot of kids that, you know, you could grow from anywhere, streets, anything, and be, be better in what you're doing. So for me, not putting all those things together, because my first love was, was dance. You know, recipes. My, I mean, the only musician that I passed that I really cried for was Michael Jackson because I used to watch him a lot. I used to watch a show called Jim, I think Jim uh, Wade Robson. His whole thing was on TRL where he teaches people how to do moves and stuff. He was a very popular uh, uh, dancer at that time. So I watched those shows and I grew up to learn moves. And then I started a dance group back then in the university called Extreme Dancers, oh. which we only do, we only dance to gospel music at that time, you know. But people used to laugh at me and think it was crazy. Because I used to come to school with a radio recorder or a deck in my back, you know. So, but people just thought, and then I was in school, I went to School of Communication last year, and there was, not any, there was nothing fun about it. So I just said, you know what? I just, the guy just put a deck down in an open space and I danced. And people joined before, you know, I started a group called Extreme. And then I joined another dance group that was Ignite. I think at that time, I used to dance at university. I go to University of Lagos to train, and I used to see one the cold then. You know, Wanico's a fantastic dancer, wow. but, you know, so, and that's how I grew. I mean, grew up in the business, I, you know, and I started to do a lot of shows, circular music from there. I moved into doing gospel, into to circular music, and, and that was it. But I just didn't want to go back. And then also, being on radio was just something I've always loved as well, because my dad used to buy me transistor radios on my birthdays. My dad didn't really care about birthdays, but he just felt, you know what? The only thing is, on birthdays, he believes you need to go to school, you get to get the right education, you need to always do things differently. So he just said, buy a transistor radio, there's never power, listen to the radio. So I used to listen to a lot of shows like Voice of America, uh, you know, then I used to listen to um, a lot of big shows then. I was very big on TV and, and radio. So there was shows like Boromiro, even to even indigenous shows that I watched on NTA. And then, you know, I was very big on TV and radio. I used to listen to AM radio then, back to FM, AM radio. And that was how it kicked up. Do you, do you ever know as a child that you, you are going to be a superstar? Do you ever think about exactly what you want to do because I don't know if young people every time meet me and they're confused. I mean, your case, was it the thing of, of, I mean, as a child, you know, you're going to do a radio as you're growing up in primary school and stuff. 
dance and all was it something that you always wanted to do or it just happened as you were growing up or growing up or was it, you, you knew it from the start? The, the truth is, you know, there's, there's a problem with a lot of the young people now. There's a self, self level of self, there's a level of entitlement, just so much that they feel like, you, I need to get here and make it the next day. Mm-hmm. That's a big problem. I think, I didn't even think I was going to be a superstar, but there are things that I knew and I figured that I loved because I'll be honest, from day one, the only thing I figured out was that I knew I wanted to do mass communication. I wanted to do something media and art. Now, the only thing I feel a lot of young people don't do these days is one thing. They don't focus on one. See, you might have a lot of talents and endless, a lot of things, but you need to focus and say, this is what I want to get right. Now, if you say, I, you pick one thing and say, this thing is what I want to get right and focus on it, that's when it comes out to be and it blossoms. But the problem is, you know, you can be a jack of all trades. Like for me, I'm a jack of all trades. I've acting, I acted at radio, I've been on TV, but the thing is still within the space of what I can control. So there's a lot of things about decisions you need to make. Sometimes it starts from when you're younger, sometimes you even go a wrong path and you find yourself. So but for me, the thing was that I said, I want to do mass communication. It's media and anything that surrounds that thing is what I want to focus on. If you bring anything to medicine, it's not going to fly. If you bring something about numbers and accounting, it's not going to fly with me because I don't get it. Yeah. Exactly. So, but the thing, you bring anything that has to do with, you know, communication, media, marketing, strategy, advertising, it's still within that space. And because even in school, I did mass communication, but I majored in advertising and public relations. So I also still like the idea of how things can start from scratch and get to, uh, you know, uh, you know, to maturity level. So I like the idea of strategy. I like the idea of building or something really small that grows to something big. I love ideas like that. So, I mean, I found that strength in communication and media. Let's talk about entertainment now. Now tell me, um, where do you think, two questions, where do you think that the entertainment industry is right now? Because you are really, really around everything. Um, Where, What's, what's, what's your prospect? What do you think is going to happen in the future? Truthfully, first of all, like I said, I want to say this boldly. There's a lot of things we have, but we we don't, we've not made the best use of it. From resources to the kind of resilience that we have, which I feel all the resilience is good, but I'm saying from resources to the type of products that we have, the kind of people, uh, intellects that we have, and the things that we can do as a nation. You know, we, we have a lot of things we've not made the best use of, but it's just one thing. If we don't have anything, just the way Tiba Savi said one time, but we have music. That's why you can see the advent of Afrobeat, what it has done to the entertainment as a whole. And even if you come to the gospel space, Nigerian acts are the ones who break out the most, in even in God's the gospel space. You get what I'm saying? So the thing that has been our more of our strength is the fact that we don't stay in the box. And that's to tell you that, for example, that we have Grammy nominations now. All this things happened during the COVID-19 period. Like, no, not even that. It's been happening since. The Femi had two nominations. Yeah. Uh, you know, shout out to King Sonia. They had a nomination in 1984, 1985. Then, so it, it's been the fact that we don't stay in the box. So for me, we're in a good place. Now we're starting collaborations with international acts. We can bring Nigerians have brought, you know, some, somebody was talking to me about Jay Z. I said, Nigeria, we brought Jay Z and Beyonce yeah. almost yeah. how many years ago? 
the same night. Jay-Z, Beyonce, Missy Elliott, the same night. Busta Rhyme, Ja Rule, think of anybody, 50 Cent, Shaggy, Usher, they've all been to Nigeria. That's to tell you that for music, and if you notice, we have a sound that everybody's jumping on now. Mm -hmm. I mean, Drake featured Whiskey on the song. Beyonce wanted to do a collaborative album with Africa. We had Whiskey, we had almost three Nigerians in that. So truthfully, we're in a good place. The only thing is, we should be able to, we have, we, we have good exports. Now, those things and those recognition are things that can bring in investors. Because right now, I'll be honest, let me tell you how good it is. We have companies like Shazam, they come to Nigeria. Apple Music, all of them, Shazam, Audio Mac, Spotify just came into Nigeria. They would not come. We might see that what's going on, but they see the things that they, they see that maybe we don't see. So for me, music is in a good place. We just need to know how to structure it properly. For example, I'll be honest, if I want to be honest with you, even though because of the level of hard work that you have, one of your biggest hits should make your lifetime bread. You don't even have to move a muscle. Because to be honest, if you make your song, um, Nari, Nari Kili, right? I'm, I'm very correct about that. It's a hit song. But you know what those, those songs do, do for you? If it's a proper structure, that's bread till you die. Because that thing is bread. It's not, you don't have to go for gigs to make money. But that's the way I'm talking about the structure. If we get those things right, we're at bars, restaurants, radio stations, places or TV stations, churches are playing your song and they are paying for those rights and paying for those, you know, uh, plugs. Just think about it. You know how much you're going to make? You're going to make a lot of money. And those what the thing is, the structure has to be in place. I'm happy now, right now, that we're not thinking of branching out, distributing out. Nigerians now understand distribution now. Yeah. It was not the other... Because before... Before, before Alaba. Somebody, when we release song, we say download. We are begging people to download for free. Download now. Suddenly, language has changed. No, now you stream. Yeah. Free ads. Free ads. Yeah, that's the thing. All of those things. Alaba by itself died. Yeah. They just went. They just yeah. took their bags and just walked away by themselves. Yeah. Because also the struck I mean, from the government part of it, from the legislative part of it, is are there anything they would have done differently? Absolutely. Like, like for example, Alaba was seen as the hub where music passes through to get to other parts of the world. It should have been come back into maybe sub, maybe in a way to call bootlegging, copyright, and then they will have structured them properly. Even Alaba as a whole, if they were smarter, they will have structured what they've been doing because now they had the width. So you're selfish. Exactly. So, but it's because of the laws that are not enforced or empowered. And that's why it was easy for, for these things to happen. But truthfully, imagine the kind of works. And that's why you see you see legends who still be eating now, and not, yeah. you know, not be scratching and, and feeding off the table. It's crazy. So that's the only thing I think. I think the music is good, but the structure is not good. So um um would you have done anything differently like in your life? Would you would you is there anything what like if, right for me, if there's anything I'll have done, to be honest, because I like the idea, my mom was a nurse for about 30 years before she re retired. I had an uncle, you know, great guy, Dr. Kaede. He's one of the best guys in the colleges that I know, you know. I lived with him and I liked the idea of, you know, maybe he was one that inspired me to want to do medicine. But the thing is, I'll have been a wrong doctor because for some reason, I'm the kind of doctor that I will have forgotten the season inside somewhere. I have a low attention span and since there's certain things. And if you need to be a doctor, you have to, or you're a nurse, you have to have your attention span, that's be 100%. And that I cannot guarantee.
So if I've done anything, like I said I've probably been a doctor, but I'm not even sure which one of it. Maybe a herbalist or a probably probably a doctor. <laughs> but I'm only saying for me, because I know at the end of the day, I mean, it, it had to be something I had to incantation. That's a bit, it's a bit uh, theatric for me, but. I don't think I can really sit down to be. So maybe I'll have been a doctor, but I know definitely with all the things I've said, it wouldn't have made sense. So I think I'm in the right place, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I want to also check on you as far as the gospel industry is concerned. Um, um, do you do you think that there is anything, um, have they done well? Is there anything they could do differently? I'm not sure how much you listen to them, but um, I know you go to church because I've seen you in church a couple of times. Um, um, so, what do you think about the gospel industry? So, um, there's a lot of things, I mean, gospel music in Nigeria, there's a lot of things that I feel, and I'm, this is me speaking for you guys, um, music should not have a barrier. I, I feel like your space, you guys are boxed so much, and we're also to be blamed too, because the truth is, and that's why, if you notice, I'm one of the few that try to break and feel like, you know what? Why can't radio music be played in daytime radio? My, my You are on my show. Simon Poster has been on my show before. Annie has been on my show before. Uh, Funky Akinoko has been on my show before. You know, and it's proper daytime radio. It doesn't have to, it shouldn't be music played on the weekend. That's what I feel. Because, and that's why we got to respect likes of Dan Foster, who broke that jigs. I got to respect him, so rest in peace. I mean, great guy who just said, you know what? It's music. It should not be about who's speaking about God or not or anything. But I feel at the end of the day, if it's good music and it's it's good and it feeds the parameters of whatever you're trying to, uh, of of your your, your establishment, should play. For us, we understand that we've been able to create shows which we break out. Sometimes, you know, we, like Flo Rocker was a song played on daytime radio. Messaging was, she had a song was played on daytime radio. The, the truth is, we just need to start, and this is me speaking for you guys, and I feel also you guys, you have to be together, work together. I feel like in your space, you guys are not together. Everybody's preaching the same thing. No, we're, we're serving the same thing, we're preaching things differently. I mean, you guys can, you can hold me for that, it's fine. But the truth is, I'm just speaking to you outside the box because you're not together. The thing is, for example, someone like a team Godfrey, he's, he sings, I mean, that's the thing. If whatever he do, whatever his lifestyle is, and whatever, whatever you want to see, it might be different from what you think it is. Why should it be based on what you think? And now that segregation starts from your industry. It should start, it's, people feed off the things they almost get from what you guys, your pairs. It starts from there. I'm talking as a guy who's someone here, you know, because it's almost like, you know, you guys will be speaking the same language, same truths. You get what I'm saying? So, but even somebody trying to be there, it's not about that. You also have to feel like everybody, and that's the truth. That's what we feed off of. of we, that's what we see. If it's, if I feel if everybody comes together and says, this is what it is. And that's what's different with people in the secular music. They push the same narrative. They might be different in lifestyle, but they all push the same narrative. Everybody's talking about Afrobeat and saying, this is what we want to yeah. do and this is it. So if everybody's saying this is gospel music, gospel music, and this is what we want, and you guys have numbers, so why can't you do it? Hey guys, my name is Tim Godfrey. I know that you have enjoyed this episode of my podcast. Please do me a favor. Like, share, comment, subscribe, and turn on your notes. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> like, share, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, turn on your post notification. Listen, it will bless you, you'll have fun, you'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll enjoy every bit of it. And most importantly, it is what it is.